All right, usually I try to have these cold opens be a bit, you know, funny, except today we're going to be talking about some really spoilery stuff. So instead, this is your one and only spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about that cinematic. Yes, Sylvanas's cinematic. If you don't want to know what's going on, you've been warned. Thralls! Thralls! They're everywhere! Thralls Balls, the World of Warcraft podcast with a dirty mind and a clean behind. Hosted by Bentolis, Gershom, and Wooly. What's up, swingers? I'm Wooly. This is episode 12 of Thralls Balls. I'm here, as I always am, with Gershom and with Bent. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Hey, what's going on? Yo. What's up, Stoked for episode 12, y'all. Let's do it, swingers. Fuck yeah. So, um, as I said in the cold open, we're going to be talking heavily today about the uh, cinematic um, involving the end of the Sylvanas encounter. And it's going to be very spoiler heavy. There is another cinematic we're going to talk about that involves a certain soul that should be getting rehabilitated in Revendreth, but instead has been whisked away to the Maw, or in Torgas specifically. That is the last moment where I'm going to avoid directly spoiling what I'm talking about. So, see you later if you haven't left already and you don't want spoilers. Anyhow, it has been a fucking hell of a good time with 9.1 happening, or at least that's my opinion. What have you guys been up to? Let's start with Gershom. What you been doing, G? I call you G now. That's okay. I'll take G. Um, So, I have been obviously playing through 9.1. I've been a little behind due to some life invasions. But I life did... Life invasions. Life invasions. I stole that from Renata, by the way. That's not an original quote. Um, I have played through to the point where I get the Sanctum of Domination quest from Bolvar. I haven't been yet. I haven't been to Tazavesh, but I'm okay with spoilers. I've been listening to all the podcasts, so I'm good with that. Um, I got up to Friendly with Destined Dance, and I watched some spoiler videos. I gotta say, uh, it's been a long time since I watched a novel uh, spoiler video, and I really like him so much, but on accident, I clicked on an Gold. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and no. was was fiercely reminded as to how much I hate his fucking eyebrows. Never mind his attitude. So that, If I can uh, just go on like a little bit of a tangent about that. I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and I try to think like, well, if they're being critical, it's because they're passionate. But he goes a little far past that, in my opinion. We don't need to dwell on that. I just wanted to share my opinion on that. Continue. No, uh, no, that's good. Um, Aaron from DNR, actually, I can't remember at what point he said it in uh, in DNR uh, last Friday, but he basically was like, I'm the player who says they're going to go away and then comes right back and that he was making fun of, of that guy. So nah. um, other than that, like I said, just playing up to 9.1, finishing my quest, doing my dailies, getting, you know, the invasions and stuff done. I got an achievement called Mount Tacular, which is appar apparently 250 shareable mounts across all tombs. 
So Gershom has 289 after getting his corpse fly, which I got I got my flying. I think everyone did. Yeah. But um yeah, pretty much it. they made it a lot easier this time finally. But um he has 289. I don't like the corpse fly. I think it's kind of ugly. Yeah. But um and I don't like the Sometimes some of the flying mounts look a little janky if you can't fly. And it just looks weird. So like when it's an Ouroboros, it's kind of like skipping along the ground. Most of the bug mounts sort of look like that. So, um, and I haven't found a very good mog for it yet either. So it's actually just in my backpack. I feel kind of bad after doing that work. But if it ever comes up, I like it. I have it. Um, and I was flying around Rependreth today just for fun. But other than that, I think everything else that I would want to mention is going to come up when we talk about uh, the cinematics and, and the rest of the gameplay. Gotta be honest, I have the corpse fly. I have not tried to use it in a walking only environment. No, not true. Not true. I tried to load it in in raid. I don't remember what it looked like, though. So I'm 100% cheating right now and loading fucking wow because i want to see what this looks like uh it, ben it just gets jumpy it's just it's just weird sorry it's ben's turn like skippity doodah kind of thing exactly skippity like the fucking corpse fly so happy that he found like a hunk of poop to get to that he skips to it all right ben what have you been up to do you want to are you gonna say what that thing that happened or are you just gonna not acknowledge it I'll, I'll acknowledge it. So okay. uh, I transferred a, again from Sargeras. Uh, we did so. We did our first raid this week. It was a disaster. Um, mm. We went straight into heroic. Uh, many of us were reroll, so we didn't really have the gear to really do so. But it's not my guild, so you know I try to keep an open mind. But we showed up Tuesday night. The guildmaster just hits us with. Uh, we haven't watched any videos for this. Um, it was a big red flag. It was frustrating. We were able to get two bosses down, but... That is an enormous red flag. Yes. So, the Thursday night, we kind of... The collective company guys kind of just, like, took over. We did the call-outs. And the next day, we kind of just talked. And uh, the main thing was the time frame, but we also felt like they didn't respect our time. So, mm. um you may remember Blando. He tanked for a little of us at the end of uh, A3 for a little bit. He had a guild and he was able to find a spot for all of us to raid. Um, one of our main healers is going to have to DPS, which is fine. Uh, they just want to raid. Mm -hmm. um, so I did. The guy was obviously upset because that's half the raid team, but um, I think it was the right move. Um, it yeah, wasn't you can't. Work. We, we were going to switch guilds anyway after 9 1, I think, after Tuesday night, but. Um, when you're in yes. that kind of situation, you can't necessarily worry about, well, what's this going to do for that guild? Because, like, you were already there for them, and they decided not to endorse that particular check. You know what I mean? Well, it was not even that. We did, like, Tuesday we said, listen, we got we got to be doing, like, normal or something. People need gear. We need to mm -hmm. get those, get some dom, dom slots rolling. And we just went into Heroic again, and we had a strategy we so we killed the third boss the nine um and then we went to the fourth boss and we did i had a strat designed for it um first two pulls we fucked up because people um didn't understand what they had to face away from the raid when they had the dot 
Um, and then for whatever reason, we got up to like 35 or 30%. And then for whatever reason, the guild leader, he's just like, he's just one of those parse lords, I guess you could call him, where he only really cares about his parse. So he like tried to change the whole strat so he didn't have to move as much. And it was just a mess. Um, so yeah, we ended up switching and it's already seems a lot better. The guild leaders got his shit together over there. Um, we like went on to last night, there was like 18 people on at once. So it was nice. It was more active. And uh, I think OB in the long term will be a better fit, especially because we were talking like, oh, what if we ever bring Collect Company back? And I said, like, if we ever brought it back, we would have to go Horde just because it's so much easier to recruit. So uh, it sucked. It was a little bit of a money outlay, but um, I think it was the right choice. Yeah, man. I uh, got to say, that kind of sounds like what would be the beginning of a story you might hear on Drama Time from Preach, except you bailed whereas most people most people who end up writing those stories don't bail and that's how they get the shitty things coming at them like i think you made the right call like if if by chance that that guild master is listening to this listen i i wasn't there so no hate at you but there's a certain level of getting your shit together that you gotta have especially if you're gonna be you know in charge of a fucking raid and if your strategy is to set yourself up to tunnel the boss and fuck everyone else, you're not setting yourself up for success. Just saying. Yeah, and, you know, it, I, it wasn't really me that was pushing to leave. It was a few others that were really affected by the different raid times. Um, I, I enjoyed my time with them. They were good players. Um, I enjoyed running the Mythic Plus, but at the end of the day... Um, you know, there were seven of us and five of us were adamant that they didn't want to finish out the tier with them. So, you know, it is what it is. I probably I probably would have gave it a couple more weeks to see if it got better. But, you know, it is what it is. And we moved and now I'm horrid again. I got a fucking orc rogue. I got this cool ass like racial that boosts my DPS. So nice. I'm looking forward. We're doing normal next week and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, oh, the fuck. Good thing that is, means I'm the only one of the three of us who's still Alliance. Lokar Ogar Bedpolis. <laughs> Fuck yes, Lokar Ogar. I strongly prefer Horde. I'm gonna, uh, I just say, you know. Well, I my do. three other, I don't even want to call them alts anymore because I have been keeping, they're pretty much, they're not, maybe not as geared as my rogue, but they're, they're pretty caught up on everything, so. Yeah, yeah I did um, see you playing uh, on your little gnome mage yesterday. Yeah, he, uh, I like the mage, um. I like Fire Mage. They actually got buffed, so I think they'll be a little bit better in raid, and they'll they're gonna be bumped back to the top of Mythic Plus. But... Yeah, they did get a little bit of a bufferoni. Yeah, so you know that's what it is. I don't want to go into deep specific specifics and details. Um, and in the Guild Master's defense, he does do damage to kind of warrant playing around him. So mm, sure. Um, but yeah, that's what I've basically been doing. So. Uh, well, I have been floundering a little bit myself um i'm still playing my warlock right now he's a void elf warlock on sargeras and sleepy gang the guild i joined i'm hopeful that i can raid with them but I, and i haven't talked to my contact who also happens to be the guild master about this yet so i'm gonna have to before i post this episode but i 
got word from my new job. Oh, that's the other thing. I got a new job. And I start in a couple weeks. Hooray. At Fuck a bank. Yeah. Anyway, I got word from them that they cannot. I told them, so I have this thing I do on Wednesdays and Thursdays. It's kind of like a hobby. Is it at all possible that I can be off by such and such time on those two days? And they said, well, the Thursday, sure. Wednesday is a really busy day. We can't. Wait a minute. Maybe they told me it was Tuesday that was the busy day. I don't fucking remember. They told me they can't necessarily guarantee that. So I'm hoping to ride that out. But I got to talk to my contact because I don't want to say, hey, I might be there. I might not be. I might be. I might not be. And then just wishy-washy all over it. So what, if I... What bank are you working for that you can't... I'm assuming you're reading at night. But like, what bank are you working for that... Working? I am not going to say the name of it because of the content of this show. I don't want it getting back to the bank that I... It's just, it's an unprofessional way no, to be no, I, I understand. I'm just, it, to me, it's most banks I know, at the latest, they'll be open till like 7. Well, here's the thing. We're open till 6.15. And the um, Sleepy Gang, and, and that's Central Time. Sleepy Gang ra raids at 7 Central, I believe. Um, so, or maybe it was 6 Central. Yeah, six central. You're gonna and have I, to put your uh, power boosters on, bro, and just get home. I guess I don't know. Well, it's it's like a half hour drive, so if it if I might have to, I, I have to, you know, I have to consider my options here. But I would like to raid with them because one, I think their name is fucking awesome. Two, I know the guildmasters sort of were mutuals on Twitter, and uh, they just seem like a fun group of people. And they're AOTC-minded, which is what I'm after. And it's sort of hard to find a guild that doesn't want to do Mythic. There's a lot of guilds out there who are just like, we're going to take Mythic seriously. But then they get in and they don't realize what they're getting into. And I don't want to do that. So beyond figuring out my raid issues, I have been, you know, like everybody else, doing Corthia. I don't remember if it was the lost episode or last episode that I talked about my frustrations with getting to the raid entrance. Turns out it's not that bad, and I was just being a little bitch. If you put, like, the... I forget the name of the mount equipment, but it's like a barding that prevents you from getting stunned. You can just ride all the way through the mobs. You won't get dismounted. And if you're still in combat by the time you get to the raid entrance, just hop in and then hop out. Easy peasy. Speaking Lemon's of that, I actually did manage to get into Sanctum of Domination with the Horde Guild that went Alliance that I've been a part of. So I went in with them on my Warlock, Cross Realm. They were nice to take me. And we got the first couple bosses down. Um, going back in tonight, so we're picking it up from where we left off. So we got... The Terror Grew and I, a jailer down, I, the Jailer, down. And it's just normal to start. And tonight we're doing the Nine. And I'm really hoping they drop their horse for me because that is a... It's like... It looks like the Fallen Charger, but it's like purple and greenish. And it's a horsey, and I want it. Uh, tried to do Tazavesh. Tried being the operative term. At the time, I was 201 
for item level. That's not where I was when we went into the raid. I was like 210. And like the highest item level person in there was like 215. So we just, we just, in whatever regard, didn't have the numbers to clear it. So we got to that first boss, tried, didn't work. And then his little bladey things that spin around on the floor didn't go away after the fight. I don't know if that's a bug or what. So that's what we've been, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. 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 Works out for you. I hope you, you're able to work out with the schedule. I know how. Yeah, it's... same. Um, I'd like to raid with them, but I also really want to go horde again. So I have a lot of options to consider. If I go horde, though, I don't know if I would trans, uh, if I would change to a blood elf or an undead. Because previously I had my warlock turn into an orc because I like orc culture, but warlocks don't really fit the orc culture that I like anymore. They're like the old horde, you know what I mean? The the bloodthirsty, fell-crazed ones, not the honorable ones. So I actually had a quick question just to interject. Eight and a half this. inches. What? No, I know you've said that before, and last time it was eight inches, so I don't know what the fuck you're taking, but apparently you've grown half an inch in the past month. It's Congratulations. Okay. Well, that's gross. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of speaking of orcs, <laughs> you just made it grosser. Um, is gender change not a thing anymore? Because I remember when they were offering a thing where you could change the gender of your tunes. And I this just blew it. You can do that free now at the barber shop. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. I was looking in the shop. Yeah, okay. I. Because uh, I, I do think actually. That's... I'm going to change my female orc warlock to a male troll because I'm just so in love with male trolls. This will be my second oh. uh, male troll tune, and I just, I love them so well, much. Well, you would need to pay for a race change. You wouldn't be able to do that at the barbershop. No, I'll pay for the race change, but I, was, I wasn't I was going to pay for the race change until I could guarantee the gender change. And I wasn't I sure mean, where, that's, it, where it had gone. That's rolled into a race change anyway. So, like, when you change the race and you go and recustomize the character, you can do it there anyhow. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. And also, I just want to say, I think that is a very good change that they made. That you can um, change your character's gender at the barbershop. Because otherwise, you're, like, asking trans people to pay extra money to be who they are or something. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember my argument for that. I just think it's a positive change. That I agree with you, and that's honestly why I asked. I knew you guys would have the right answer because I was like, at some point, they were like, oh, we're making it free, and I wasn't sure like how to do it. It hadn't occurred to me at that time that I wanted to do it. So yeah. I'm glad that they did that too, so you could basically be gender fluid, like like Ben said. Yeah. It's like, it's like brake fluid, except it's not a fluid. It is a, a concept. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, let's do Mixed Drink of the Week. It's time for, for the Mixed Drink of the Week. Fuck yeah! So, everybody, Mixed Drink of the Week. For those who have not been paying attention, or if this is your first episode, we've been going backwards through the classes by spec, by armor type, reverse alphabetical, something like that. It lines up. Don't worry about it. And we have finished cloth. We are about halfway through leather. We start with the monk this week, specifically the Windwalker monk. 
So the mixed drink of the week for the Windwalker Monk is Fists of Fury. And before I get into what's into that, if you're going to partake in the mixed drink of the week, please only do so if you are of legal age. Additionally, we do not assume any liability or responsible for any dumb shit that may arise should you choose to participate in our drink of the week. All right, so... I want you guys to guess what is in the Fists of Fury. I'll give you one hint first. I should have given you this hint ahead of time. But to be fair, I didn't come up with the drink until about an hour ago. It's been a hectic day. There is one and only one element of this drink that we have seen before, and it is not Jägermeister. Ben, what do you think is in a Fists of Fury? Oh, I'm just imagining what liquor brings out the fury in everyone. And I'm going to go with tequila. So there's some sort of tequila in it. I was actually hoping it was the Rising Sun because I had a good idea what that would be. So I'm going to go tequila. Um, fuck. The magic of editing can fix this. Take as much time as you want. I got to think, man. Well, Gershom, do you have your guess in the meantime? So you basically said that it's something that we've used before, right? There are three elements to this drink, and one and only one of those three elements is something we've seen before. I'm gonna go. I, oh, okay, go, right, go, go ahead. ahead. No, sorry, I was just gonna say I'm stuck. I'm gonna go with tequila. Blue Gatorade. And you're going to drop a shot of that deep eddy lemonade vodka into it. For the fury aspect of it. Okay. Gershom, do you have a guess? If you don't, that's fine. I was actually going to guess that the, the, the element we used before was the, the deep eddy vodka. But I was thinking about something like uh wind colored so i was thinking blue so i was thinking like the deep lemon or the deep eddy vodka and maybe like another shot of like stoli or like blueberry vodka of some sort and then gatorade probably blue just because i was thinking blue for the drink and that's what i got okay now what if i take it a step farther and we zoom out when I say that we've only seen one of these elements before, if we look at it from a broader range, we've seen all of them. But that only makes it more complicated, so I'm just going to get into what's in it. So first off, that element that we've already seen is a shot of fireball. Okay. Now, as for what comes next... The other two things that are in this are some kind of candy and some kind of soda. So we've seen those kind of elements before, but not these specific ones. So the candy, dump in a couple of these. Uh... Is it Red Hots? No, it is Lemon Drops. And I'm just, if you want to make and this we drink. we sort of grab the, uh, we grab the lemon aspect sort of yeah that's I what i was gonna say it, it was it was kind of like Lacroix. you had the Lacroix of guesses where you had to like 
hint of hint of lemon or transported on a cart next to bananas or tastes like TV static, but somebody in the next room suggests that it's grape. Anyway, so if you're going to make this, you can put as many or as little lemon drops as you want in yours. I have eight, apparently. So we've got a shot of fireball, got a few lemon drop candies, and Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So it's sort of blue, but also sort of green. Could have called this the Tiger Palm, I guess, but oh well. It's the Fist of Fury. So that's the drink. Shot of Fireball, Lemon Drop Candies, and Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Let me grab my usual butter knife and stir this up just a little bit. The lemon drops make it kind of difficult to stir. Wooly for Christmas, I'm going to send you like a stirring spoon. I have plenty of spoons. I just like using a butter knife. You should get like a bartender kit from like the grocery store. Maybe. Get like one of those shaker things. Yeah. Except I use a lot of carbonated stuff in my drinks, so I think I'd make a mess. Alright, I've got it sufficiently mixed up. Over the lips, through the gums, look out, asshole. Yeah, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. And I'm going to go ahead and say aptly named Fists of Fury. Because it's got a little bit of a punch to it. I like it. Be and careful I, this week. Be careful this week. <laughs> oh, don't you worry. I uh, I don't drink very much, and that's why the last few drinks sort of got to me. Is because they each had two shots in it. I'm not doing that anymore. That was a rogue thing. So, uh, next week then, we move on to From the Windwalker. I believe it is the Mistweaver. Um, I don't know the Mistweaver at all. Let me... Let's decide on air what it's going to be called. Let me, let me, Wowhead, Mist, Weaver, Talent, Cal- Life Cocoon. Life Cocoon? Is that a, is that a spell or a talent? I think it's like their main, what their Mist Weavers are known for. Is Mist Weaver the healing monk? I've never played a monk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Life Cocoon. I don't know what I would make that, but yeah, let's do it. Next week is the Mist Weaver's Life Cocoon. If you want to guess yourself what's in it, you can go ahead and tweet at us. Why not? Might even read it on air at uh, Thralls Balls Pod. Anyhow, um, this is where we would normally transition into the WoW news. But there isn't really that much to say that we don't already know because people have been playing the game and we've been talking about it. What I will say is, as of now, we have a world-first heroic Sylvanas kill from a guild called Team Aster from China. I don't think I've heard of them before, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see that, because last I heard, they were an expansion or two behind because there were laws that kind of were in place that made it difficult for them to get the the assets to play, whatever. So I'm glad to see they're on par with the rest of the world now. Congratulations to them. The Mythic Race to World First is coming up. Mythic opens this coming Tuesday. So if you're listening to this when it comes out tomorrow. And I have been keeping an eye on Complexity Limit because they're the ones I like to watch. Echo is, they're okay, but they're 
they're not the ones I pay attention to. I like Limit. So really pulling for Limit here. Uh, do you guys have any preference on who wins or do you even care? I don't care that much, but I just think it's fun to pay attention to. I would like to see a, a guild besides Limit or Echo get it. Just for the sake of competitiveness, I feel like it's always easy. That would be cool, but I don't and think I that's... also think... I, had, I just had a great idea. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, oh, go ahead. What I think Blizzard should do to make it even more fun is do like a draft of all like the top 10 guilds, right? And so before each raid, they, they draft like, oh, I'll take this guy for tank and this guy for DPS. So like they have to like, they never played together before and I, we will figure out like who really is the best one, you know? I like the idea. I think it takes a little bit away from, uh, like you said, they haven't raided together before, so it's sort of like if people have conflicting strats and they argue about it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be something Blizzard would probably have to front money for and make mm -hmm. like competition out of it to give it a little bit more juice, but I, I, it would be cool in theory. I mean, maybe not even for World First. Maybe they could do like a draft mode, like a weekend. Like, like okay, a this is a like a draft, you know? Like an all stars game. And yeah, see who yeah. in that weekend gets farthest. Now the idea of a guild other than like Limit or Echo getting world first, or even like pieces, I like the idea, but I think there is a little bit of a limitation on guilds that don't necessarily have the resources that Limit or Echo does, because they they farm the shit out of gold. They buy as many high-end BOEs as they can. And they try to just get in it as fast as they can. And you can't necessarily do that if you're just like a little... Let's say there's a random guild on like Illidan named Edgelords of the Edge or whatever. And they decide they're going to go for world, world First Mythic. And they have some super top-notch players in their guild. Unless they have access to millions and millions of gold, they're not likely to get the competitive edge they need, in my opinion. It's very I'd skewed. like to see it, though. It's true. No, it's very skewed. It's, yeah, it's very much like soccer. Like, you know, the, the best teams are the teams with the most money. And I would like to see it. I think that would be really cool. Just, you Everyone know. Everyone loves an underdog story. Oh, hell yeah. I made the mistake of popping a lemon drop in my mouth. Now I sound like I'm talking with a mouthful of marbles. I was going to ask him how the drink was going because I thought you were like drinking it through a straw. Nope, it's pretty good. It tastes pretty good. Um, also, I was going to say this earlier. We don't have any kind of audio warp going on. So if you're hearing Bent get randomly deeper and deeper, it's because he just took a tug of his hookah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Don't apologize. It's awesome. So I kind of like this push to talk because uh, I can vape when I'm not talking. Hell yeah. All right. So that was basically all we were going to cover for Warhound News. So I'm not even putting in a bumper. Let's talk about the these cinematics, huh? Um, cinematic, cinematic. Now, I did cinematics. write the... Uh, I did write the Sylvanas one first, but let's get the Garrosh one out of the way. What did you did you have you did you guys watch that cinematic, the Garrosh one? 
Yup, and it's just vintage garage, and I loved every second mm -hmm. of it. Gee, did you watch I it? I personally ran out of personal time and I did not get to that one. I got to everything else and I have a lot to say moving forward, but I totally am okay with spoilers and I would love to sit back and let you guys uh, tear this one apart. And I, I'm interested in hearing what's going on. And I probably will watch it after we record, but I did not get a chance to watch it before recording. So basically what happens is he is super pissed off. He's see-through because he's, you know, a ghost. And he, for anybody who doesn't know, he has an extremely large amount of anima. And he's been a bit of an anima battery. So they've been chaining him up and torturing him to extract that anima. And that's not surprising because Garrosh always had a really strong will, right? So basically, he is freed. I don't remember if he got, like... If it's part of the fight or not, because that's Painsmith, isn't it? No, he's part of the fight. Okay, so he's part of the fight. But his cinematic is he's like, fuck all of you. This is bullshit. They want me to change. I'm never going to change. I know what happened to me after I died. I would do it all the same. And he's like, Thrall is a coward. And then he yells, for the horde. He's like, I'll fucking do it again. And he like, stabs the boss and explodes into nothingness and it's 100% in line with Garrosh as a character gotta say I uh, I appreciate that they're not giving every bad guy a redemption like Kael'thas Kael'thas' redemption makes sense because he was sent to Revendreth that's the whole point of the zone Sylvanas, we'll get into that. I don't know if you can call that a redemption. Um, Vash, fucking Vash is on our side. Illidan, let's just say Illidan was always misunderstood anyway. So it's nice to see a bad guy who was killed for being a bad guy is still a bad guy. What do you think? I, I agree, and and even like Illidan, I think with Illidan, they only had to do that because they butchered him so badly in TBC. And the same thing with Kalthalos to a certain extent. But I agree. Like, it was classic Arash. I don't regret anything. Ego through the fucking roof. And he went out with a... He went out the way I think Arash really would want to go out. In exactly. Like, there are... And I don't think this is the last we'll see of Garrosh because they, um... They implied that in alternate Draenor he became, like... Lightforged, so we'll probably see a different version of him at some point. But we, if you make every character come back from the edge, it's just boring, in my opinion. It's boring and predictable, so I do agree. Um, I do agree, Garrosh. Really, he doesn't. It, it would make no sense to give him a um, redemption. Savannah, as we'll get into, I think she is more, it makes more sense that she gets one, mm. just because of the whole way she died and whatnot. And even, like, Kael'thas, he's, like, in the middle of his. He's not already there. He's still a bit of yes. an arrogant bastard. Oh, yes, 100%. But, um, he's an arrogant bastard. But he, like, he at least recognizes enough that he fucked up, even if he is still really arrogant. I think he realizes he fucks up, but he's still like, you don't understand what I did. Yeah, like, fuck off, buddy. Fuck off. You made your, you 
You fucked up your people. Yep, you sold your soul. But yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was pretty happy what they did with Garage. It gives me a little tinkering of hope for the Blizzard story writers. And I'm on the completely opposite end of that because while there may be plot points and story beats that I wouldn't have done, and I actually talked about this on Twitter, and I'll get into it a little more when we get into the Sylvanas thing because boy, do I have an, a lot to say there. While there are story beats I would not have done. I am appreciating the vehicle by which they're told to us. Like, for example, um, let's go off the beaten path a little bit here. I would have Arthas be around and not in a redeemed sense. Like, I would have him be tortured and wretched and a shadow of himself but still every bit himself minus the little bit of a soul that got sucked up into Frostmourne. I would have written that so he's there and he's kicking ass. So far it's been written that his presence is felt even if he is not there you know what I mean like in the Sylvanas cinematic like Sylvanas remembers him saying serve like okay I'm not I'm babbling just i like i like what i'm seeing and it's because it's warcraft and i love warcraft i'm going to enjoy it it's just like star wars for me it doesn't matter how objectively well objective is the wrong word but it doesn't matter how bad something is perceived to be i'm going to fucking love it like attack of the clones not a great movie fucking love it because it's star wars it's like that meme uh from Futurama, where Fry is like, take my money. Like, you just. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, you're just gonna fucking play it. So am I. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, and that's why I think it's good that we have Bent here because he is, uh. Bent, you're a bit of a cynical bastard. Uh, actually, no, I'm kind of in the same Bent, boat you. You are which... cynical, but I'm joking. Go on with what you're uh, saying. I was. I, I do like Star Wars as well. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I. I I'll hate it, I'll complain about it the whole fucking time, but I'd still, it's like my soccer team. No matter how shit they are, how much I complain about them, how much I swear I'm never gonna watch them again, you, sure enough, 7.30 in the morning Saturday, guess who's up watching them? Who is your footy team? Chelsea FC, champions of Europe. Hey, nice. Man, you, yo, if you're uh, not a mank, you're a wank. I don't actually give a shit about footy, so. <laughs> but no, I, I kind of agree with you, like, gonna watch it um but yeah we should probably just get into sylvanas because i think yeah that's that's what people okay sylvanas bit of a recap so end of the fight zoval rips otherwise known as the jailer rips the fucking orb sigil thing out of the arbiter and as he does so the arbiter like dissolves I want to know what implications that has, but he puts that hole into the chest in his own, into the hole, damn it, he puts that orb into the hole in his chest, and then he gets this, like, Lich King on steroids armor, and- So bitchin', dude, sorry to interrupt, like, that fucking helm was gnarly. Right. Yeah, the armor was really cool. Like, and then cool, he cool puts all kinds of chains and possession and domination shit on like Thrall and Jaina and Bane and like he forces them to kneel 
And then Sylvanas is like, hey, we, you don't got to do that. We have everything we need. We can just, you know, we can fuck off. And Zaval's like, yeah, I don't think so. Fuck you. And she's like, and he's like, you got to serve me. And she's like, wait, wait, that's not right. That's not right. You've been a bad guy this whole time. How could you be a bad guy to me? I don't get it. So she tries to shoot him. He catches the arrow and he's like, all right, fuck you. Here's a little piece of your soul that you lost back. So you can feel exactly as shitty as I want you to about all the shit you've done. Or at least that's what I think why Such he did that. No, I have the same opinion. Like, what a fucking douchebag. And then he... Uh, TBH narcissist move. Like, here's your piece of fucking life. Yeah. I didn't need it anyways. So then... Well, he, like, tried to spit it like it was a reward for whatever she did to eat him, right? We'll, we'll get back to that. Um. So after he does that, he yeets off into this big gold portal he made to go somewhere and he's like looks at Sylvanas he's like all right they can do whatever they want with you and her eyes are now blue because she's got that her soul is completely full again and she turns back and she looks at everybody and she's like can't let him reach the and then she passes out like uh like a sorority girl on uh rush weekend or something and uh it's my question about that is, is that little bit of her soul remembering trying to stop Arthas getting to the Sunwell, or is she trying to warn him, warn everybody, don't let the Jailer get to, and the speculation is that it's the Sepulcher, Sepulcher, Chick Fucker, Guy, I don't know, <laughs> the place of the first ones, I think that's what it, where he's trying to go, but... Then she passes out. That's the end of the cinematic. I want your guys' complete and total opinions about this whole thing as a whole. Gershom, go ahead. I thought you were going to call me G. No, G? God damn okay. it, G. I'll take Gershom. Um, okay, so I only played this through once because I only play Gershom. But I had an interesting just thought. Um... As I mentioned before in the past couple episodes, I just finished reading like the Beyond the Dark Portal and all those like early Horde books. And I clearly remember the story of Ner'zhul basically escaping through portals and leaving the people who had done all the work for him behind. And we find out that Ner'zhul escapes, and I'm using air quotes here, escapes into what ends up being the Twisting Nether, and he's tortured by Kill Jaden and becomes the first Lich King. So basically I was watching this and I'm like, isn't this kind of a bit of a Ner'zhul trope? Where he promises like a ton of victory and basically everything, I'm going to be the one that grants you everything. Sorry, my dog's being a That's okay. Well, doggy <laughs> is just a doggy. Nah, he's so cute though. Um... Anyways, so basically the Jailer kind of fulfilled this weird Ner'zhul trope in my head where he makes these promises, uh, he runs away and leaves his, basically his slaves behind. And it kind of makes me wonder if the Jailer is going somewhere into the Twisting Nether. It just popped into my head. I, please hit me up on on the Discord or on, the, on DOS Twitters later to talk about it for sure. I think where he's going is bigger than the cosmos as we've seen. And we've we've all seen that cosmological map that Blizzard put out. 
it sort of implies that the biggest there is is the light and the void and nothing beyond that. But I think he is going beyond that. And the Twisting Nether is where the light and the void intersect. It could be that he's going to the Nether. I don't know. But I think the Nether is kind of the domain of the Fell. So maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Anything is up for interpretation. I And then... Oh, sorry. Go ahead go, and finish. No, go and ahead. Then I, go ahead. I just had one more thing um, right after... Or do you want to save the, the conversation after the semantic... Sorry, we should save for, the conversation they have for after. Yeah, My let's fault. let's yeah, let's get to that after we uh after we go through the cinematic itself. Do you have any other thoughts about it? No, I'm good right now. Alright. Bent. Bent, bent, bent. Go ahead. So it was kind of like in line with I what I predicted and uh what I thought my ideal end is. It seems like, uh, I think, like, from what I'm get gathered from watching it, is that now that she has, like, a good soul back, it seems like almost like her memory was wiped, so to speak. Because it seems like she's back in time when Arthas first took her soul and he was marching onto, uh, what is it, Kalthalas, the city? Uh, yeah, so you definitely took that as, at that line as Sunwell. Yeah, I think that's what, it's, what it's I took it possible. as. possible. Um, so I think right now there's plenty of implications, right? Because Tarani and Gen want this bitch's head. But at the same point, you're going to have people like Bane, like Thrall, and maybe even Jaina to a certain point, who are going to be a little bit more like, I don't think she realizes what she's done. So it's going to be very interesting. I think like, I think they're going to definitely have to figure out what they're going to do with her, right? Because you can't just let her off the hook. Like she right. was a murderous, scheming Soulless bitch. or not, she did some really fucked up shit. Yeah, but at the same time, it uh, maybe this is self-honest because she's she always comes off as like this cunning, uh, strategic mastermind. Maybe she's faking it or something. But I don't think Blizzard's talented enough or smart enough to do that kind of writing. Hey, so, let's uh, stay away from <laughs> shitting on Blizzard. Come on, man. I love Blizzard. But I, I think that that's what the, I think the next patch, I guess, nine would it be 9-2, I guess, right? 9-2? I assume we're just, like, chasing down the Jailer in whatever patch that is, because, like, otherwise it'd be kind of silly, like... We're gonna have to kill the Jailer, but I think that, really, I think Sylvanas is gonna have, like, a reckoning, and she's gonna realize all she's done, and then I think, um... It still plays into what I thought before, is that when we eventually defeat the Jailer, I think Sylvanas, to atone for her sins, is going to be the jailer of the jailer if that makes sense it does make sense because it's sort of been implied in the game that the um the pantheon of death or whatever they're called that there was a name for the the eternal ones or something like that that they can't be killed because otherwise if they could i feel like the archon would absolutely bit the dust and i feel yeah. like denathrius wouldn't have been sucked into a sword and I feel like he would have absolutely killed the Primus instead of sticking him in Torghast. Oh, by the way, that was like the most easily read thing Blizzard's ever done. It so I was, I but I liked it. I can't it. wait to talk about the cinematic, though. I loved it. It was amazing. I have another... Also, did anyone notice the language between uh, the Jailer and the Prime? Are they brothers? Because that's what the kind... Like, I don't know if he's saying brother, like, you know, like, brother, what's going on? I, it seemed like to me he was actually referring to him like, Prime, you're my brother. Well, they, you... they've they called each other Sorry, brother well, and like, sister before. 
sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to steamroll over you but like zaval when he was like possessing anduin and he went into the the place in bastion and he's like he says through anduin something like you imprisoned your own brother you bitch and then stabs her some shit that's pretty much word for word right that's how the script is written and i i I don't think it's necessarily like genetic same parents brother sister thing much like how i think um how i don't think Elune and the winter queen are quote unquote genetically related because honestly i think Elune and the winter queen are like the the uh, the two moons of azeroth and one fucked off but we'll get we can get into that a different day so I don't think it's necessarily like same parents, brother. I think it's more like it's sort of like military people look at each other like brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would assume too. All right, Gershom, I'm sorry. What were you saying? There's just a little touch on that in the um, in the Varisa Sylvanas story in uh folk and fairy tales sorry spoiler alert we've all listened to all the podcasts there's no need to spoil yeah. to give a <laughs> no spoiler, spoiler warning i gave a big one um, at the beginning of the episode if they're still listening they're getting spoiled by their own choice i i do believe at one point they dropped the word siblings in that story i may go back and read it tonight and make sure that i'm not incorrect but i feel like there's some discussion because it's about varisa and sylvanas and well, something yeah, but happens they're actually with, like, siblings. Well, they are, but there comes a point where Varisa talks to the jailer about what a sister is. And she's like, don't you have anything like that uh, where you're from or whatever? And he says something that makes it sound a little bit more like spiritual brothers and sisters. Like, obviously, they're not from the same parents. They're like ethereal beings or something. But it does feel like maybe they were in the same or created at the same time like how the titans were all like right. brothers and sisters and related yeah yeah something I think I see like what a you're step at. a step down from that so they're definitely not just like uh spiritual uh brothers and sisters or friends brothers and sisters but more like they were created around the same time and they considered themselves to be family essentially okay yeah i, I okay I, that's enough for me to make a make a bit of a 180 on what i said because like I think the the implication is that the first ones made them, so why not be siblings? I think you're right. I think I'm wrong, and I think you're right. Now, uh, so we have Sylvanas in this position where she's got her soul forced back into her body with her soulless consciousness that did all kinds of shitty things. I think it would be more interesting to have the two halves of her soul squaring off against each other within like um not necessarily like fighting but like each of them is kind of in control at different moments and they're both aware of each other but they're not quite fully integrated because one thing we see later in this patch is uther gets the the uh, other part of his soul back and that takes like a whole ritual to do. And sure, the jailer is like super strong and powerful, but he did just kind of toss it at Sylvanas. I don't think he'd give much of a shit if it went into her properly, right? So I think it would be more interesting 
if we see alt uh, Sylvanas alternating between fuck you, I won't serve, and oh my god, what have I done kind of thing. Not necessarily where she seems insane, but more... I, I just think it'd be more interesting than seeing her suddenly be like, oh fuck, I fucked up, this is bad. And I think even the even the soulless quote-unquote evil part of Sylvanas would be is ready to flip on the jailer like okay this is horse shit we got to stop him and I think she'll be helpful toward us but still a prisoner like understanding that she's got to be held accountable or something and I don't think it's so much as so much of a redemption as it is as you called it bent a reckoning like she's like I gotta make up for this I'm still a bit of a bitch but i'm not su and i'm not suddenly gonna be goody two shoes but you know i gotta put this right and then i think you're right she will end up standing guard over the jailer i want that anyway it so would be you think like she's gonna be like in lord of the ring i forget what his name is that little comet like Gollum. yes Gollum. He, so she's mm. like Gollum, where she's good but then like when the rings buy him he turns into an evil conniving bastard sort of but if you take away the insanity yeah. So what if this is a totally crazy crackhead sort of whispers idea, but what if if we end up getting Sylvanas as some sort of um, mate that like she herself could um, increasingly like us or we could we could basically decrease her rep with us somehow like she was some kind of weird um you know, like... Um, like a Venari kind of thing? Well, with Nari, you don't lose rep, though. I'm saying, that, like, if... This gives if me you, a good idea, actually, if Gershom. You, if you do something in the game that pisses her off, you could lose rep with her. And you kind of have to, like, struggle with her a bit. Okay. Why not make it a player choice where you could decide whether or not you want to feed the evil Savannahs or the good Savannahs? Fucking excellent. Hey, are you going to um, move from feeding Lady Moonberry to feeding Sylvanas? Yeah, Sylvanas. Sylvanas is Sylvanas dead. Hey, bro. Sylvanas is dead. I'd She's still split that. Big rack, blue fucking eyes, yellow hair. I'd still hit that. Man, I'd crit that. Not a little afraid to admit that. I'd still split that like a Kit Kat. Where? That's, someone that's call from Nim. Hello, Nathanos. Nathanos, are you out there? Actually, I'd go for Varisa. She's a broken woman. That's the other thing I want to find out is Nathanos got fucked hardcore in every sense of the term. Yeah, I know what I said. And like, all he ever wanted to do was help Sylvanas no matter what it was. When they were alive and still good, he wanted to help her defend Silvermoon. When... He was a slathering zombie, and she came up and got him to start thinking rationally again. And he started, he went full evil. And then he fucking died for her. He's got to be somewhere just super pissed off, you know? He probably fucking hates her by now. Oh, no way. We got to see him again. Well, there was a scene in um, Stormheim in Battle for Azeroth. Where she basically, she's telling you about Nathanos as part of the quest, where she basically explains what she's up to because uh, the undead 
can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. And now that was kind of he does take this slight attitude. Like I can't remember the text because it was it was a few years ago by now, but um they basically talk and he to me, and this is just to me, he kind of gives the impression like lady, we could have had kids years ago. We were both alive. Like why are you so obsessed with reproducing now that you can't? It seems kind of weird. Like, he he puts this kind of shade on her. Like, hello, like, we were close enough to, you know, you don't got to be in love to have kids. But, I mean, Agewin did it with her apprentice or whatever. She's like, she picked the best one. And she basically fertilized herself with the best one. And Nathanos kind of throws that shade on her. Like, uh, we could have had kids if you'd wanted to. I would have, you know, given you a kid if that's what you wanted. And now that they're dead, she's like, oh, yeah the undead can't reproduce it's kind of weird it's like why are you making yourself upset when you could have avoided the whole problem basically and, and like they're the only one of the uh the three well-known human elf couples we know of that are basically the windrunner sisters and their spouses that didn't reproduce like farisa has got those two half half elf twin boys uh Illyria, and Illyria had they a got erator who, by the way, I think Erator deserves a new character model. Just, you know, make him look half-elf like he is. The only time I remember seeing him was in uh, Visions. Well, Legion. He was in Legion. Oh, he was? Yeah. He was on the ship. And he was like, he was like, what do you mean it's been a thousand years? You've been gone like 30 years. What the fuck? And they're like, it's been a thousand years. He's like, fucking, you're insane. You're fucking insane. Okay, so... That's where we've got it now. Sylvanas is off on the, the ground. We're off the rails just a little bit. Sylvanas is on the ground. The jailer has taken off through that portal, which, by the way, is unlike any portal we've ever seen. I would recommend looking, watching Taliesin's breakdown of the cinematic because it's got a lot of thoughtful points in it, particularly the music and where he could be going and what that place could be like. But we'd... Um, I, seeing that initially seeing that cinematic, I was watching Squishy from Wowhead's uh, stream of it. He was streaming it on normal, and they finally got the kill. We see the cinematic, and I'm like, "Wait, then what? What happens now? What the fuck?" So I was looking around trying to find out if anyone knew what happened after he handed in the quest. Wowhead finally posted that after you hand in the quest. Bolvar, Thrall, and Jaina have a bit of a discussion with each other. So Thrall goes, We thought the Jailer was coming to slay the Arbiter, but he absorbed her essence. Which, if you remember seeing the cinematic, it's it's kind of a blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of moment. The Arbiter just sort of dissolves into anima. Makes me kind of think maybe the Arbiter was artificially created and not actually um, one of the Pantheon created by the first ones. But... You know that makes sense because the arbiter can't have any sort of like human emotional element to it right because right it's judging it has to impartially judge each soul which right? sort of implies that the jailer had the arbiter's job before he decided he hated everything so so thrall points that out and then bolzbar goes as if his power and the sigil were his all along and Jaina's like, I don't give a shit. Jailer, be damned. He's got Anduin. No matter where he's gone, we will find him. All she cares about is getting Anduin back in this moment. Thrall, maybe she knows. 
she being Sylvanas. Jaina, yes, Sylvanas said something before she collapsed, but I couldn't make it out. Bolvar, my knights will hold her captive here in Oribos. When she awakens, we can begin the interrogation. Bolvar, for now, we should return to Corthia. Let us hope the Primus can explain the Jailer's plan and tell us what must be done to stop him. So, doesn't that sort of imply that this fight with Sylvanas and the storming of Torghast happens when, when, like, in terms of the timeline, it happens when we get, when we had this week open. Not like, oh, you do this quest line, it's at the end, wait till next patch. It sort of implies we have a lot more story content coming to flesh it out a little bit. And a lot of that was on the PTR, but curiously, the very last quest for it was never on the PTR. So, I think there's still another big reveal coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right. It would come at 9-2, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, yes, I fully understand and sympathize with Blizzard for this long wait. But I hope to fuck we don't have that long of a wait for 9.2 again. Holy crap. Considering people are, are getting ahead of the curve in the first week, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to step up their game. And they've been doing this for a while. I'm so hopefully, all respect to Blizzard. You've heard me talk on every single podcast I'm on that... I respect working from home to the maximum, but I don't think it's going to be seven months. I think I hope maybe not. they will have gotten the hang of it for sure. Curve in the first week, though, isn't really that out of the ordinary. There's, um, like, there, most people, not myself included, are went into the patch around like 220 225 even 230 and that's geared enough to go into heroic so skipping normal and starting with heroic people already getting the raid cleared isn't unheard of it's not common but it's not unheard of so the other thing that this um this dialogue tells me and this is what it says in the wowhead article too is that they didn't hear what Sylvanas said and they were kind of wrapped up in chains and possessed when Zaval threw Sylvanas's soul back at her. So they might not even know yet that she has Warcraft 3 Sylvanas back in her body. They might not even know that. I, um, I saw that as well and it kind of leads to the question of you know, they're leaping right away into interrogation. Mm -hmm. and well, her eyes changed, right? That was like my tell. Her eyes turned yeah. to blue, yeah. I don't think they... Uh, they might not have seen her eyes, though. If she was far enough away that, she, that they couldn't make out what she said, they might not really have seen her eyes just yet. And she's been passed out, so her eyes are probably closed. Yeah, that does make sense. I thought they were walking up close to her. But we might be right be a little detail they ignored all i know is in my opinion this is good storytelling because it sets you up to want more if your mark of a good story is that you have every question answered and you don't care what happens next i don't think that's compelling 
I want to know more. I always want to be in a position where I want to know more. Like, for example, I, I still want to know what the hell Illidan's doing to keep Sargeras in check. I'm sure that's going to be one of their next expansions. They're definitely going to bring Illidan back, probably when they're losing a lot of subs. Yeah. Something, think, um, something Rathian piping and one. Anyway, continue. What? what? Uh, oh, wow. I go into Rathian. my theory? You already did Why last week. I'll, I, I can talk for days about this, bro. You can go, bro. Go, bro. Go, bro. Go, bro. Go, bro. Uh, no, no, that's, I, I, that's I too much of a tangent. You. Let's keep it on. Yeah. Let's keep it on uh, topic. I, I kind of agree. It's, it is good starting because you do want to see what happens next. I think I just feel what, no matter how good of a job Blizzard can do finishing off Sylvanas' storyline, there's going to be a, a, a certain section of fans that are not going to be happy. Even if it's like perfectly written, the greatest story of all time. Well, don't make no mistake. I would never have done this with Sylvanas. I would not have wanted... If, if it were up to me, she never... The whole meeting the Jailer in Hell when she threw herself off... Sorry, the Maw. When she threw herself off Ice Crown and then allying with him. I would have never done that. That is not a plot point I like. I don't like that they're doing this with Sylvanas. That said, the fact that they've chosen to... Um, so you're saying this is like the best case scenario for what they chose. Right. Like, I accept that this is the direction they went. So I'm enjoying the story that's being told, even if it's even though it's not the story I would have wanted. I feel like um, I feel like when her interrogation comes up and this is just, you know, uh, fangirl stuff, I I was never really into Sylvanas, but I am so more interested in what's going to happen to her now. And I feel like if her interrogation, you know, that they referred to in, in the text, in the cinematic, um, I feel like if it comes to pass, that there's no way that her sisters can be involved. I mean, I hate this. We talked about it on the LFR Discord for a long, long time, for several days. And people were agreeing and disagreeing about whether her sisters are going to be present or if they're going to have to go through the Mar, or what they're going to have to go through. I think at this point, when she's basically got like the, the other half of her her soul back, I don't feel, I just feel like her sisters are going to have to come into this interrogation. Well, that's why I'm pretty sure she's going to survive the entire expansion or like... Well, they're, probably gonna they're going the to they're going to have to show up. Yeah, like Verisa might be ready to w accept her sister back. I can see Alaria taking well, a stronger. Verisa was going uh, to Verisa, if you remember in the book, right after Miss Pandera, she was going to move to the Andra City and, and live with Sylvanas because they were yeah, working together actually, to point for, in a garage. That's right, and for a while. Sylvanas was going with that and her original plan had been to kill Verisa and raise her back up but then she didn't do it and oh man I, I kind of want like Marvel's doing like this what if series for their superheroes and whatnot I kind of want like a a brief what if book you know with a bunch of different stories and vignettes of what if this happened like what if Verisa had been made the Banshee Queen instead of Sylvanas, or 
what if Turalyon and Illyria never went to Outland back after the first war? Or, or like, what if they never made up or something right. like that and had a son? Or what if Anixia had won and wasn't chased out of Stormwind? I Oh my god, I would read the shit out of that. If Garage was victorious over Thrall. Hashtag Blizzard Devs. Put it on Twitter. Like Garage did nothing wrong. What if the Iron Horde nev- didn't lose? And like the Maghar orcs were still mean, evil orcs that never took the blood. Oh man, there's so much possibility there. Anyway, we got wildly off the rails, but I think we also discussed this topic to death. I am excited to see what happens. I am happy we were able to fill an entire episode with that because I was worried that we might not be able to. But thank fuck we did. So, any final thoughts from you guys before we move on to question of the week? I have a kind of shallow one. Go for it. It's, it's kind of dumb. Um, so I did the whole Rune Carver rescue, where you go back to the Torghast and you and you rescue air quotes the Rune Carver, mm-hmm. and he does the whole thing. Spoiler alert: the Rune Carver is the Primus. Sorry. <gasps> I'm, oh my God! No fucking way! Uh, no I did way. not see no. that one coming. But I thought one thing was funny. Two things funny, actually. One was that so when you start out out in a Keeper's Respite, a Bonesmith Hermir, who's pretty fucking awesome, by the way, says, uh, she was like, we can't take his sizzle back there. The Jailer will steal it, basically. And so Bolvar tells her to, you know, stuff you and go there and do it anyways. And so you go there and you find out that it's really the Primus. I thought it was really interesting that when she sees that it's the Primus, she's almost in tears and yeah. i thought that was cool of blizzard because that she says way back when you're opening up maldraxxus like that's my my mentor my mentor and when you rescue him she's like we're here the whole time and she's so upset so and she even takes the blame mm-hmm. so so bolvar sent you there and she tries to say no we can't go back there that's dangerous and she goes anyways on faith so I thought that was kind of funny. And then when the the rune carver or when he becomes the primus, he actually says, "How dare you bring my sigil here?" And she takes all the blame. She was like, "It was my idea." So she's definitely like someone to keep an eye out if you ask my opinion cuz I like her and she's definitely like uh mentored by the primus. Sadly, she and- is no longer my best soulbind. No way? No way. I actually switched to her because I like the satchels you get with uh, with the gems. I had to I, go back just, to. Uh, I used them. I used them many for a long time, but I kind of like the uh, the lootables that she gives you. I go by what the guide tells me to go by. And I then my this so like just sorry to cut you off because we're on the subject. If you talk to Heimer within your the the Necro Lord home. It sounds like a man, but then, like, when you do that whole quest line, she sounds like a girl, so I don't even know. Maybe it's, like, gender fluid. I mean, they're undead bony people. They probably don't have bits. I know, but it's just weird that, Wait, 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 wait. We covered this in the past. They have cloacas. All right, go ahead. Undead cloacas. Um, My only little last point is um, when I saw the Primus come out of the Rune Carver, 
I was like, um, this is the promise. Like, I hope I'm not the only person who thought that. I know that it was like armor and stuff, but I was like, damn, he looks like he looks like fucking Merlin. He does well, he does look like Merlin? He basically looks to me. He doesn't oh, look okay. like a general either. He looks more like a fucking wizard. He like looks. He looks like a wizard or something like that. But as you go back, so you escort him back to uh, Keeper's Rustbit, and you talk to him, and he's talking to Bolvar, and you kind of get the sense of his voice and stuff. I was basically like, this guy, to me, is more like a villain. Like, the way he talks, like, the calmness of his voice. As and, in Velen the Draenei, not Velen yeah. as in villain. No, Velen, right. Velen the Draenei. I, I'm just I making the distinction. I basically feel like he's like a villain with his wisdom, but that he would put a fucking axe in your neck. And that's oh, something yeah. that Velen would never do. But he is Maldraxxus. I mean, so. if Velen got pissed off enough, he'd... No, he would he would shoot like light in your butthole and kill you. That he would way. like holy he would holy smite you or something. And that's the thing about the Primus that I like is they were always talking about um like the five things he has like wisdom and you know he can foretell the future and he's a warrior and all this stuff. And then when you meet him, you're like, damn, the mask comes off. Look like this old ass man, but I still get this lurking feeling that he would not hesitate to shank your ass. Oh, and I, I mean, that. you don't get to be the big boss guy in charge of the entire military force of the Shadowlands without having that kind of background. Exactly. But he's so, he's so like peaceful. It almost is like, it, it gives me like a warlike, like, does a, not mean like a sort of like a Buddhist or like weird like influence, like mm -hmm. very calm in his head. But, but he'll if fuck you, you up if he needs. Yeah, to. he'll fuck you up exactly. Neat. All right. Well, Ben, any last thoughts, or are we going to go on to the question? One of the question. I think you guys pretty much touched everything I would was thinking. Um, it was it was pretty good. I thought. Um, and I'm looking forward to nine point two. It's. It's nice. I, I, I want to know what's going to happen. I, I was really disappointed in the Shadowlands story so far until we got here. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. All right, let's go on to question of the week. Question, question, bub, bub, the week, the week, the week. So, on the last episode, we asked you what race or what race and class combination would you add to the game? And there was a little bit of confusion about it. But Immune said, okay, I don't know if this is... Oh, wait, no, I was going to have you guys read that and I would read Adorno's. Never mind. All right, why don't you read Immune's? Go ahead, Gershom. Uh, Gershom, you there? Did we lose you? I'm a man of luster. I'll read it, though. Immune says, okay, I don't know if this is asking about the addition of new classes and races to the game... But I think both Bard and Tinkerer should be classes, and Arakoa should be an alliance race. Give me Arakoa Warlock. Oh, well, at this point, we mm -hmm. should be able to play anything. Um, and I think you clarified it. it's existing races and classes, and he suggested simply I think a Draenei Druid. I would love to see, like, a um, like a Draenei Druid where the cat form looks kind of like those cat things that wander around Argus. Since, I mean, that's where the Draenei came from to begin with. I mean, who knows how much they've been changed by the Fell influence or anything. Um, 
As for adding new classes and races, Bard and Tinkerer both should be classes. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I mean, as you add more stuff like that, balancing the game becomes more difficult, but that's that's not my problem. I don't want to sound so callous about it, but that is, that is a, a challenge for the dev team, not me. And Arakoa as an allied race would be fucking awesome. I would be all over that. Like, I wouldn't play one, but I would be happy to have them in the game. And it would make so much sense for them to be warlocks, too. Uh, yeah, they were interesting characters. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did enjoy them. Right, Gershom, did them. we get you back? Are you still here? All right, we appear to be having some sort of technological difficulties. Uh, would you like to le read Vanderlyles as well then, Ben? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so Vanderlyle concurs with Immune. Um, I think that I think at this point we should just make any class spec combination available. I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't with all the money they would make with the race changes. However, if I had to choose one, it might be Void Elf Paladin to give us another option for that class. Yeah. Uh, thematically, I disagree. I think that would be just a uh, how do you mean they're just paladins and void elves are just well sure opposite spec it just doesn't make sense to me it's well, like making see, a this is how world. i would look at it because i would love to play a void elf paladin and i wouldn't look at it as like a void elf who can use the light it's a void elf who's doing what they would have to change the spell effects and whatnot no doubt but it's like basically the inverse of a paladin, you know? Like, they can do all the same things just with shadow. Or Death Knight. Well, Death Knight's not even that... No, because they're, they're not void and shadow. They're death magic. But they are the closest thing to, like, an anti-paladin that we have. I just think it would be... I would enjoy playing a void elf paladin. Is all I'm really getting at. Oh, we I have her back. We gotcha. But... Sorry, I was just checking. You guys go ahead. I'm okay. ready to jump in whenever. Yeah, so... What happened there? Uh, my dog unplugged my uh, fucking headphones. I was from my listening tower. to... Oh, that... No, I wasn't listening to something. I was in Sanctum of Domination last night. Excuse me. And the Guildmaster... His dog fucking unplugged their internet somehow. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. What? Um, I guess I'll read Adorno's then. Um, existing race class combo, Worgen Paladin. If humans can be paladins, why can't Worgen? Real answer, like real, real talk, real talk. First, we'd have put aside for a second that my idea would make balancing the game simply impossible and would kill off a bunch of tunes. Even so, the most fun for me would be to go to the opposite direction from Immune and Vanderlyle. Up the RP, we need fewer combinations. Ugh, you. I don't like that. I think Warrior, Stamina, Focus Tank, DK, Strength, Focus Melee, Hunter, Agility, Focus Range, DPS class, and Priest, Intellect, Focus Healer, Spellcaster should be the only classes that every race can play. Then we have a few quirky and or hybrid classes. There should be a bard class that about a third of the races can play. I think they'd make raid and dungeon buffing and healing fun. 
Tinkerer should be a class that only gnomes, mechanomes, goblins, and Volpera can play. Monk should be limited to Pandaren. I'm also open to cutting some of the magic class race slash combos. Fewer races get mage, warlock, shaman, and druid. Maybe dwarves and orcs can't be rogues. Demon hunter seems okay. 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 What the fuck is okay? What the hell? Why would I? Why did I say? Oh, but bye. no, I. So this is a lot. There is a lot um, to unpack here. I think we're at a point in the game where you can't do shit like that. You can't just trim stuff. Like, I, I, I definitely get the logic behind this, but I also don't really like having people limited in what they can do. Like, take D&D, for example. You, you're not necessarily list, limited by very... like, what class you can be by what race. Like, if you want to play as, say, a Dragonborn, it, you're not... There isn't a limit of what class you can play as. I mean, uh, so just I'm just gonna go by he said. I disagree. I agree. I I kind of like it, but I do agree it'd be in a nightmare to balance. And at this point, people are ex expecting mm -hmm. more combination. I agree. Warrior, Death Knight, and Priest. I don't think hunters should be just because there was no human hunters or any hunters until mm. they were trained by the elves. I would probably put mage into there. I think mage is a more it generic really is, one yeah. for everyone. Everyone's. I mean, priests too, um, though other games have just called I... them clerics. Yeah. Um, I agree with the bard. Tinkerer, I agree with. I think those are the four that should be tinkerers. I agree with monk. Demon hunter, I agree with. Now on the rogue, I think that um, I think dwarves. I 100% agree with you. I don't think a dwarf should be a rogue, but I think orcs thematically are more like outlaw rogues, and I think that that's why it's okay to be that. I honestly, I'm trying to think of a race being some other class that I would have a problem with, and I'm not. The only thing I can think of is if any other race could be a demon hunter. That would be a little hard to justify for me. But everything else, I'm not seeing a problem. Druid. Not orc druid. Well, I mean, the orcs have been in league with the with the Torrens since Warcraft 3. Who's to say there's some orcs out there? And Draenor was a very... Um... This is going to sound stupid, but a very nature-heavy planet before it got turned into... Outland. So who's to say that in all that time with the Torin, they didn't, they didn't take an interest and learn a bit. I think this actually goes on in some of the the early novels, uh, or somewhere in Chronicles. They kind of talk about why orcs didn't lean towards Druidism, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what they were the what they were talking about. But basically, like, the scenarius thing is not the same as, like, the elements from Draenor. Like, I hate to sound dumb, but that's basically what I gathered uh, I get from I reading get the books. Yeah, because I, I read the books, and, like, it just orcs make no sense as a druid. Well, that doesn't I, have anything to do sense. with the elements. The elements is shamanism. And all the elements are on their own planes, well, too. I like, you could access the Firelands from Draenor just as easily as you could from Azeroth, because it's in the elemental plane of fire. What I was saying well, was, I, I feel like, like I feel like they could access Druidism, it's just not something that they're natural to. Right, sure, okay. I personally think only, I think only uh, on Horde's side, I think only um, 
Sorry, Torrent and Troll should be Druids. And even tro like Trolls is a bit of a stretch. Okay. Um, I'm trying to wonder, like, let's just say there were Night Elf Forsaken, which, I mean, technically there are. They're just not playable. What if a Night Elf Druid was killed and raised as a Forsaken? Do you think they would lose their connection to, like, the Emerald Dream and all that? Because I don't necessarily uh, see why. I think it would hurt them, kind of like a Holy Priestess undead. Like, it hurts them to use Holy Magic. But they had, like, that Iron Will to power through it. Hmm. Do you think they would have, like, a small chance of getting, um like mind warped by by like some sort of emerald i think they'd be thing? more susceptible to it see the emerald nightmare is a manifestation of old god energy and the void uh hitting its way into the emerald dream that's this is all a lot to think about adorno adorno look what you did look what you did anyway it's I a like really answer good answer this, though because it, it, it yeah it's a really well thought out answer and i i have to say i think this this out of the times we've done been doing question in a week i think this is probably the most fleshed out answer we've gotten from someone so yeah and thanks you, everybody for answering um our question for next week is a lot more is a lot more surface level i just think it'd be funny so we've all seen silly or funny names throughout the years like either character names or pet name or like names of their pets like your hunter pet or um like even funny guild names i want to know what are some of the funniest names you've seen in the game over the years that you can remember and i'm just going to take the obvious option off the table and use it for an example people have been known to make torrens named hoof hearted spelled h-o-o-f hearted like e-h-e-a-r-t-e-d because if you say it hoof, it sounds like you're saying who farted. And that's funny. But I'm talking about that kind of thing, like that kind of silly kind of name. I have a really great answer for mine for next week, but I'm going to save it because it's fucking hilarious. And it's a game for my imp. And it's a name for my imp that the game gave me. So uh, I actually might have mentioned it on the show before. But if you want to answer that question. That's about it, my name too. Does it have to be um, like a pun, or can it just? Be it doesn't. Fun? Definitely does not need to be a pun. It can be anything you saw that's funny. Like if somebody named their guild like "fart in a bag" or some dumb shit, you know. Blueberry uh, fan club. Uh, so, to reiterate the question, what are some of the funniest names you've seen in the game over the years? If you want to answer that, you can join our Discord. You can join that by going to our Twitter at ThrallsBallsPod and looking for the Discord in the website section on the Twitter page. You can also look for the Discord URL in our show notes. You can send your answer via email to ThrallsBallsPodcast at gmail.com. Now, as long as we're putting these things out there, why don't you go ahead and give us a follow on Spotify or whatever podcast app you're using. And again, we still have some stuff in the pipeline coming through that would be that would be um, 
sorry, lost my train of thought, that we will have more to say about in the coming weeks, but we're not there just yet. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Wooly08, two O's, two L's, zero eight. You can follow Gershom on Twitter at, is it Gershom Hunter or Hunter Gershom? It's Hunter Gershom. So Hunter, G-E-R-S-H-O-M. Uh, Bent made a Twitter, but hasn't really done shit with it. So we're not going to talk about that just yet unless he's ready. Uh, has oh. my personal like name shit on it. Damn it, it, Bent. I'm joking. Um, so in the meantime, you can follow Bent on Twitch at two Pac NTC to the number P A C N T C. Uh, go on and uh, go on the Warcraft Radio directory and leave us a review if you'd like. Uh, we forgot to check for them today, so if you have left one and went like, "What the fuck? Why didn't they read that today?" It'll definitely be read next week. But in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to come back next time. I'm Wooly. Unfortunately. Thanks for listening to us and uh, yeah, enjoy yeah, the show. Yeah, go forth and, and tickle nut sacks. See ya. Hey, thank you, swingers. Bye. Have a good night. <laughs>